Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek, Trent, and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. So grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. everybody welcome back to the paperweight entertainment podcast it feels like it's been forever since we've been on here but it's only been a week and one day these loki uh loki days are really throwing off my timeline it feels like it's been forever but that's all right because like i said it is loki day we're going to talk about loki we're going to talk about the uh, bad batch we're going to get caught up on it and we got some dc news and a couple of uh, a couple of trailers to talk about so should be another packed episode but probably not quite as packed as our last week's but to help me unpack it this week, I've got Mr. Trent Persinger. Trent, you ready to rock? I am ready, Derek. Awesome. Ian, you ready to go? Oh, you know I am. All right. Like <laughs> I said, we got some trailers to talk about literally right before we started this. The uh, the new trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm just going to start saying it twice because I'm never going to say it right the first time. Uh, it dropped by uh, Marvel Studios literally three minutes before we started uh, recording this podcast. We got a chance to watch it, try to do a live react. That didn't work. We're not quite good enough yet, but we're going to get there eventually. So uh, I'm going to start off with you, Trent. What did you think about this trailer? We'll just talk about it on here. Man, it was a lot of uh, a lot of action, a lot of martial arts, which is what you'd expect from this movie. A lot of Mandarin. Um, I'm, I'm really pumped. I mean, I was excited for this movie before, but um i feel like there's just gonna be so much fun action in this movie and just a lot of fun stuff and uh you know i don't want to bury the lead i'll let you guys talk about the big reveal at the end but i think it's just going to be uh a, a heck of a fun time i'm so excited for this movie yeah ian what about you go ahead man i've been saying that i thought that uh this was this was the next one for me this is the one i'm really excited about this is the one that's got me pumped and this trailer definitely definitely added to that um i'm a little disappointed because like our live reaction didn't work out too well which is fine but um people didn't get to hear trent make a fool of himself and say he didn't recognize abomination at the end. well i i didn't recognize <laughs> him in his mcu because he doesn't look like he did in the incredible hulk so that's what i'm threw me. sorry I, I had to call you out i'm sorry no it's fine i mean i you know he to be fair, like that may not comic. be the abomination. They, it could well, be a different character. Well, we we've Googled and everything we're reading, everybody says abomination. So yeah, it looked like abomination. But you know, to Trent's credit, it, <laughs> it looked it like comic abomination. It didn't look like movie abomination, but yeah, I, I just it was it was a nice surprise either way. And I don't know if I buy this yet or not, but a lot of people are saying that maybe that was Wong he was fighting because it definitely was a Kamertage uh sorcerer. I don't know that it's Wong, you don't get a real good look at him. But um, that's a popular thing that's already floating around out there, too. I think Wong would annihilate Shang-Chi. I think so, too. That's why I don't want to. I mean, all things considered, Shang-Chi is a great, you know, he's a master of martial arts and everything. But Wong took out Cull Obsidian in in Avengers Infinity War. So Wong's a beast. But I'm going to I'm going to agree with everybody else. Uh, Like Ian, this is my most anticipated for now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been saying for a while, I'm excited to see a more comic accurate version of uh, the Mandarin, even though it's not really an overly comic book at accurate adaptation of him. You know, like we were saying during the live uh, live react that was botched, that it is the 10 rings, not as Trent said, the 10 bracelets. So that's not really comic accurate, but that's OK. 
At least he's got 10 of them. But he's not Ben Kingsley cool. this time. He's not Ben Kingsley. And nothing against Trevor. I like Trevor. I'm one of the people that likes Trevor Slattery. I was all right with you that. You are reveal. one of the people. One yes. of the few. But I actually you like are the Trevor one Slattery. person. So I actually, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I, I'm stoked to see what that dragon is towards the end of the trailer there. I don't think that's Fin Fang Foom. I've heard some some speculation that's another character. Uh, more I can't imagine they would Chinese. reveal him in the trailer, but I don't know. Well, it's possible. I saw a Lego set with a big red dragon, so we'll see. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't spoil something like that in this trailer, but at the same time, I feel like Shang-Chi is one of those characters that most people don't know a lot about, so I feel like they are going to spoil a lot of stuff in the trailers just to get people more excited and get people more excited to see it. So I don't know. I can see it going either way. Well, yeah. and, and I think Derek said, I don't know, I don't think you said this when we were recording, but you, you did say, well, when we attempted to record earlier, but you did say Abomination is not necessarily a secret. Right. He's coming back in She-Hulk. They've been, they confirmed that months right. ago. Right. So it's not really, you know, a, a, a huge surprise. Well, I guess it is a huge surprise if we were to see him in this movie, in this setting, but uh, it's not like it's a huge surprise. To be like, oh my God, they're bringing back Abomination. Right. They've been teasing bringing back Abomination for a long time, all the way back to those Marvel one-shots they used to do uh, on the Blu-ray releases. There was one where uh, Coulson and Sitwell met in a like a diner. It was called The Consultant, where they were trying to talk. It was it was leading into that scene at the end of Incredible Hulk because uh, Thunderbolt Ross wanted to get Blonsky out of out of ice to put him in for the Avengers. And so, uh, so they've been teasing bringing back Abomination for a while. And I can't remember when She-Hulk is supposed to release because they're filming it now. And I don't know if it's before this or after it. So we'll see what happens. But I, I am hoping it was Abomination. I think that was an awesome trailer. And uh, all right, we ready to move on to our next topic. Everybody good to go? Or you got something else there, Ian? Nope, just a mm, yawn. Good. I'm just sleepy. Good to know that you're done. <laughs> all right, well... Uh, Moving on to the next thing that wasn't on our official rundown, but it happened yesterday. News broke that, surprise, surprise, 78-year-old Harrison Ford hurt himself on the set of uh, Indiana Jones 5. Rehearsing, of all things. He was rehearsing he was a fight rehearsing. scene. Because it's almost as if... He wasn't almost, flying a plane? It's almost as if an 80-year-old man shouldn't Fly. be starring Fly, yes. in an action movie. Land? No. <laughs> But I, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, apparently he hurt his shoulder. They're saying that, you know, it should be a couple of weeks. They're hoping it's not going to change the schedule too much. They're going to re, re, redo the schedule of the uh, filming and it should be okay. Um, but yeah, just had to throw that out there that Harrison, you got nothing left to prove, buddy. Use a stunt double. <laughs> please, please, you're a national treasure. It's not the age, Derek. It's the mileage. Yeah, I know. So anyway, yeah, uh, 78-year-old men should not be the stars of action movies, although I am looking forward to see this Indiana Jones 5, so we wish him a speedy, speedy recovery. Moving on. Oh, my gosh, I can see Trent. Trent did something, and his screen got very, very I was bright. like, could you not see him before? But um, there was a little bit of feedback coming there. I don't know who it's coming from. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, it was as soon as he turned on that light. Knock it off, Trent. Turn off your UV light, Trent. <laughs> Why would light cause feedback? Who knows? All right, we're gonna move on. I we've got a lot know. of we've got a lot of DC stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, a lot of pictures revealed. You know, last week it worked out. Last week it was all Marvel centric. This week it was like the the comic book gods shined down on us and it gave us some DC stuff to talk damn about. Damn time, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It's time. been a little while. Uh, Speaking but, of gods. 
yeah no leading true. right into our uh, into our first topic here we're going to talk about these the, the uh, first official pick of the shazam family the marvel family uh in in full new costumes everybody got a costume upgrade just like uh, shazam did you know we saw that that picture a couple weeks ago and we talked about it i think these costumes look great a lot less padding on everybody i do think it's interesting that the actress who plays mary marvel is uh, now going to get to play both characters as a child and as a as a full as an adult because she's an which, adult now. Yeah, I was going to say so which it makes, makes sense. sense. Uh, she looked great. Everybody looks excellent. I have nothing but good things to say, and I cannot <laughs> wait to see this movie because Shazam is hands down my favorite DCEU movie. Ian, we're going to leave you for last because I think you're going to be the most excited about all the DC stuff. So I'm going to let Trent go. Trent, what do you think about the pictures, man? They look good. I definitely think, uh, well, we said it last time, but it's definitely an improvement on the costumes. So, yeah, everyone looked real sharp. Real, real sharp. Except for that dodgeball texture. That's all I think about now when I see they look like a family of dodgeballs, but <laughs> they do. That's not they necessarily like a bad thing. Balls. That's kind of the, that's it kind of the way. It can't be perfect. It's it's kind of the, we'll talk about it here in a little bit. That's kind That's of like every nowadays. every every superhero costume has to have that weird days. texture. Yeah. All right, Ian, what'd you think about the Shazam picture? I like it. All right. Good job. We'll did, move did on. Did you like their uh <laughs> did you like their longer capes? Do you think that's cool? Not the short capes anymore? Well, and I thought the capes were supposed to be like mainly like digitalized anyway. Yeah, for the most part. But then I, I think they do have actual physical capes, you know, for photo ops and things oh, like I that. I, I agreed with you last time we talked about this. I think the suits look a lot better. Um, I didn't like the fact that they were so huge last time. And like you said, it looked like they had pillows shoved in there. And, you know, Zachary Levi is already like a pretty big dude. Um, so there's really no reason to to do that. Right. To him, <laughs> to his suit. It was not, to, know, not to build him up quite so much. Right, you know, it, it, it's a superhero movie. It can have some cheese to it, but that's that's a little that's a little too much cheese. Yeah, it needs, it needs some more mustard. Some more mustard, less, less cheese. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, I think the suits are cool. The dodgeball texture doesn't bother me because, like you, like like you guys just said, you can say that about any suit nowadays. Superman suit kind of looked like that, but it was just a, a, a darker tech, uh, darker color, so you can really see the texture. I feel like so that that part doesn't really bother me. You just got to get out of the way when he sees things flying at him, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, keep it keeping with the uh, with the suit reveals. We'll we'll move right into uh, to we're getting a lot of pictures from the set from the uh, the Flash. The Flash is filming right now. And I don't know that we talked about it on the on the show, but they cast Supergirl in the Flash. So uh, and it is Sasha Calle. Is it Calle or Cali? I'm going to mispronounce everyone's name. Nobody's going to nobody's going to part for me. the course with us. Yeah, pretty much. Either way, she's a young actress I'm not familiar with, but we had some pictures of her filming in her Supergirl costume. Again, sans cape, because I, I'm sure that they're doing the CGI cape just like they have everybody else. Uh, again, I think the suit looked excellent. I love the uh, the color scheme of it. I like that they've done away with the skirt and given her the pants. Um, it's just a, a fresh look for a Supergirl costume. Really reminiscent of the Henry Cavill Man of Steel suit with the the wider S and the kind of that fat S look where it's a much wider letter on the middle and the, a similar color scheme and, of course, the textured look as well. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining that the abs look strange in the costume, but I have a feeling that had something to do with the harness that she was wearing while she was flying. 
So I think that that's really not going to be a problem. That. Yeah, they were. And I could see where they were coming from. If you know, if you guys have seen the picture, she had kind of like really protruding abs in that costume and they looked a little off, but I think it had to do with the harness. So I'm not concerned about it. She looked like she was having a lot of fun. I would love to be on one of those harnesses pretending to fly around the city. Uh, Trent, what about you? Did you get a chance to see the Supergirl costume? I did. Yeah. Um, that looked all right. I don't know. I'm not a Supergirl expert by any means so i don't know how accurate it is maybe it's perfectly comic accurate i don't know and the set photos it looked a little goofy but you know set photos always make costumes look goofy so i'll reserve final judgment until there's like a trailer or something look like this look like the amazing spider-man suit when i first saw it that's what it reminded me of it does look a little like the amazing. it I didn't does think about yeah it does, it does. It does look like it and you're right. Like the set picks always do look much goofier than uh, what they look like. I was going to say in person, but when it, I mean, like, she didn't even have a cape and it was just, she was in a weird, awkward position, just dangling there. And so it wasn't the most flattering <laughs> picture, but like a, like like a, a marionette. marionette. <laughs> just doing bye, yeah. bye, bye. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Knock something over in my garage. I apologize. All right. Uh, Ian, go continue with your, with your discussion of all things DC. I know we're getting to the thing you're actually more excited about here. In a moment, I was going to say, I, I think I'm good on, on this topic at hand because <laughs> there's not a lot to go off of. And there's not a lot of like Shazam, like lore out there. Like, you know, cause what, I, his last book was like, what there, the nineties maybe. Well, we're on a Supergirl now. Well, I thought, I thought you, I thought you were talking about the whole thing. Well, so yeah, we can talk about Supergirl. Well, I had moved on to Supergirl, but continue. Oh, I, I didn't know if we were going Supergirl, <laughs> if we were just talking about all that. Well, because Supergirl ties into the uh, the other subject, right? It, it does. It does. Because okay. I was saying, we got okay. some, some leaks, from, some set photos from The Flash. So. All right, Ian's done. I'm good. Uh, yeah, He's I'm good. good. He's that. just too excited. About <laughs> I want to get to the meat and potatoes. I'm sorry. All right. Our last, our, our, our last news topic that we need to talk about is, of course, speaking of the set photos from The Flash, we got our first quick quick glimpse at Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne on the set of the flash. Of course he looked excellent. You know, you could barely see him, but they had the hair going. He, he, he looked great. Looked like, looked like an older Bruce Wayne. I'm very excited to see it, but also to add on to that, there's a rumor about the length of time he's going to be in the movie. Now you take this as a grain of salt. Everybody was kind of thinking going into this, that this was going to be more of a cameo, just barely in there, especially because just a couple of weeks before filming, he wasn't hundred percent sure he was going to be in it. Usually that means that the script doesn't revolve around him. However, there was an, a quote unquote insider. Um, now this is, again, this is not a substantiated rumor. So take it with a grain of salt, but it is something to get excited about. Should it be true? that said that it is not just a cameo. It is in fact a supporting role. And the description given was that they, that Michael Keaton has this as at least as much amount of screen time in this movie that Sean Connery had in Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Now, if that's true, that means that this is much, much bigger than anybody thought that this is straight up a supporting role. That's going to be a big part of this movie. And that if it's true, will be cause for great jubilation and excitement and glee. I cannot wait to see what they're doing with this. I love Michael Keaton. I loved Michael Keaton's Batman and Bruce Wayne. I'm so excited about the idea of seeing this, this older version, this, uh, uh, you know, he, Michael Keaton's pushing 70 now. I, I'm really, I love, I'm making fun of Harrison Ford for being in an action movie just a minute ago. Now I'm all excited about Michael Keaton, but Michael Keaton looks great. And I, uh, I can't wait. I'm really hoping that it's true. Trent, uh, what do you think about the photos? And 
what do you think about this idea that he may be in it a lot more than we're we're expecting or were we were expecting or at least i was expecting maybe you weren't expecting that no i wasn't expecting him to be in it much either i think we agreed that at the time we thought it would just be a cameo and you know they were using michael keaton to kind of sell the movie a little bit which i still think is true especially more so now um to answer your first question he looks if you got it flaunt it why not he looks great i love michael keaton he uh he, I don't know. I love Michael Keaton. I'll leave that point right there. I loved him. I loved the two Batman movies he was in. It's like to the point now, if he does have this big of a role, I think that would be really cool. And I think everyone uh, you know, in our core group of, of people would definitely be excited about that. But then I'm just kinda like, just make a Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Like it's just kinda like who cares about the flash at this point? Well, to that point, to that point. There have been two rumors floating around on top of this. One, that this is going to be uh, their version of Flashpoint, which we've all kind of, which it's been heavily rumored for a while, and he'd be taking over the Thomas Wayne role. But two, that this could be a possible jumping on point to a Batman Beyond, that there has been internal talks at at Warner Brothers that they may want to bring in Michael Keaton to be the older Bruce Wayne to as the mentor character for Batman Beyond, which would be that would be insane. really cool. Yeah, that would be great. I just I feel like we're using, and not that I care because I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but like poor Flash gets lost in all of this shuffle of the Michael Keaton Batman hubbub. Like, does anyone even care about <laughs> Flash anymore? No, like, no one's. They're nope. using Michael. Keaton I've got a real Flash movie. on TV. I don't need Ezra, Ezra Miller's Flash. I'm just excited for more Michael Keaton this Batman. And I'm not saying it's a dumb move on Warner Brothers' part because you know, like you said, if you got it, show it off and get people's butts in the seats to go see this movie. So they're going to do whatever, which I think is what they're doing. But it's just like I don't know. It's like just make it a, you know, make it a Batman Beyond movie or make it something else. Like I'm sure it'll be cool once it's all said and done. But I just feel like it's. It's just like Batman mania is overshadowing the flash. Yeah, it's That's true. A good reason. It, it is a good reason. Now, Ian has been sitting here chomping at the bit to talk about this again. Ian is our Batman guy. If you've never listened to the show before. So I'm going to try and rein him in so that we don't spend the next hour talking Batman, <laughs> but we're going to let him, we're going to let Ian go for a little bit here because so he, he spent, he spent a good portion of last week's episode not really getting to do anything because we were talking all things Marvel. And so, uh, so Ian, the floor is yours, buddy. Oh, my God. I thought Michael Keaton looked absolutely amazing. Uh, like you said, the hair. I was really surprised that they did that to his hair, which I'm cool with. And I was just like, God, he, he just like you say, he's like 70. He looks he looks so good. I love him. <laughs> love him i was i was wondering if it was crossing over to weird territory yet but no like i think he he, he looks amazing um we can do we really gotta call this a flash movie it's it's the michael keaton movie now like right who, that's what i'm who, saying who, who cares about anybody else who cares i don't really care about <laughs> ben affleck's in it too but like no one cares about that either so so well, it's funny ben affleck like, is rumor, not confirmed yet well, I, I I was gonna say I heard a rumor that they were thinking about like basically doing like the Spider-Man thing, the multiverse that they were gonna bring in Michael Keaton and or maybe they bring in Christian Bale and like all right maybe that's too much. That's I probably hope to too God much. they don't bring in Adam Christian West. Bale. Adam <laughs> West is dead. He just comes dancing in. <laughs> Adam that West passed Tarkin. away. They brought Shows him back. Respect. The man had moves, but uh, he did. 
they just called this, this red phone and Adam West <laughs> picks up. So no, I, 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 uh, I, God, I feel like I'm just going to shit all over the flash. I don't care about the flash. I don't care. Ezra Miller is doing too much with the choking people out and everything. But the only good thing that he brings about is the fact that like he gets a movie and the only reason I care about that is because Michael Keaton's going to be in it as Batman. <laughs> and we saw the picture of that grape jelly that he spilled on his bat symbol. But that was like the first, didn't they release that before the flash picture even? Or am I yeah, my I think so. Over? Yeah, I think they did. That just shows you how important uh, the flash is in his own movie because they released three logos. It was like Batman, Flash, and Supergirl. Supergirl. I and I think Batman was first. And to be fair, I'm sure that Flash is going to be the main character of this movie. Like, even if Michael Keaton has a bigger role, it's still going to be the Flash's story. It's just a lot of comic fans aren't going to be as excited about it if it wasn't for Michael Keaton's Batman being. All right, I'm sorry. I got to get this. You you two, you two, shut the hell up. (laughs) This is my time now. You shut up. (laughs) So. Them setting up the whole uh, Terry McGinnis and Old Man Bruce thing, I'm I'm a okay with that. I don't want them to go in the direction of like Dark Knight Returns or anything. I'm loving the Batman uh, Beyond idea. I love the idea of Terry McGinnis. I love the idea, like the whole thing. But it just kind of like it confuses me at the same time because you brought up the Thomas Wayne thing, and I definitely don't want him to be Thomas Wayne. I, I don't really think that would make much sense. I don't think he's um, gonna be Thomas Wayne. I would see them just changing the story making it just an older Bruce instead of instead of Thomas. I can't imagine that they would bring Michael Keaton back in and change him to Thomas Wayne and not well, and make it, it a continuation of that Batman we already saw. Right. But it would like Trent said with no Ben Affleck, like it would kind of be weird like if they're setting if they're setting Michael Keaton up as like this older like brooding like um different different universe Batman. It's just like okay so what's the point in this then? If if there's no Batman in the movie, if there's no Ben Affleck, if there's no um Maybe with Flashpoint, they're bring they're closing off the DCEU like like has been rumored, and the new universe that they're setting up. Terry McGinnis is the younger Batman, and Bruce is the mentor to the entire Justice League. It's a okay. possibility. I'd, I'd be a okay with that. Um, you're not really, in my opinion, going to go wrong with uh, Michael Keaton in this uh, in this role as. Uh, Bruce Wayne and this whole universe coming together, even if they're changing that direction, which is it's kind of weird because like the one person you keep from that universe is Ezra Miller, the one that people wanted the least. But <laughs> you're gonna change Henry Cavill, so it doesn't matter because Michael Keaton is back, and like you said, he he wanted to do it. He always wanted to to, to be Batman. Uh, I think he was heartbroken, like when when they started talking about. Uh, uh batman forever because like mm-hmm. he wanted to st- he wanted to stick with tim burton he wanted to stick with like the original story and then they joel schumacher comes along and he's just like oh it's really dark in here let's turn on these neon lights over here <laughs> why what is wrong no that that's not what batman is he's the dark knight not the dark neon moon like what are you doing get out of here so obviously those movies didn't do too well for for uh the vision and I'm, I'm kind of glad he got off that sinking ship. And now I feel like he has, I'm going somewhere with this. I feel like he has a chance to redeem himself by coming back as uh, this version of Bruce. And hopefully, hopefully uh, it's, you know, from that same timeline as Batman, Batman returns because bring back Billy D Williams. Yo, old two face. Yes. Old man. Two face. So, 
I'd be I'd be okay with like uh, them bringing back the old Batmobile too because I love that original. Love that Batmobile. Batmobile. Love that Batmobile. That Batmobile is amazing. <laughs> Who stole my balloons? <laughs> Why didn't anybody tell me I had one of those things? I could do this all night. All right. Well, let's not. Ian, well done. That was very, very <laughs> succinct and to the point. I'm very proud of you, even though your face is really, really red. I was, like, as red I was, as my I was, I was like, you didn't take a breath. I'm no, very proud of you. I was like, I was just Ace Venturing. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on. We've got one more topic to discuss before we take our break. Once again, it's another DC property I'm Suicide sorry. Squad. That's why Roger Protector's dead. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you stepped in. That's what you. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, way to way to throw us off the rails with the Ace Ventura, Trent. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think it was technically my fault. Yeah, you brought it up. You started it. All right. Anyway, so the Suicide Squad got a final trailer uh, dropped. I believe just yesterday, actually, at, when, at the time we're filming this. And I love. Did you guys see how they released oh. it, or did you just come across it? Nope. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Ian's on his phone. Great, great engagement, guys. So the I'm way so they sorry. released this is they they actually had multiple members of the cast film a little thing, like a little handheld, you know, just a quick snippet on their phone saying, "Hey, somebody messed up and accidentally sent me the trailer, the final trailer for the Suicide Squad." And I know I'll probably get in trouble for this, but screw it, you know, I'm going to show it to you. It was really fun. I know that they had. Uh, I saw Sylvester Stallone had done one. Um, and who else? I saw I saw Flula Borg did one. And I think one more. I saw at least three. There was there were three people in there that I saw. But I thought that was a really fun way to release a trailer by making a joke that somebody screwed up and that they put it out. But uh for for a final trailer, it did everything a trailer's supposed to do. It just got me just a little bit more excited for the movie. Again, King Shark looks like he's going to make me very happy through this entire movie. His bird at the end made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I can't wait. I still, still cannot believe they're bringing Starro into a movie. Thank you, James Gunn, for bringing that incredibly ridiculous random character into <laughs> a like, movie. I was like, yeah, you're really excited about... I'm so excited for Starro. It's such a weird... All right, look, look. here's the thing. Starro is a really weird villain, but when you actually think about it, he's a terrifying villain because he's a giant kaiju starfish that puts out little mini clones of himself that attach to your face. And then you just do whatever he wants. He just mind controls entire populations. It's a creepy villain, but he's also really random, but I'm really excited for it. I think the action is great. I love the, uh, the marketing of this that they've done so far. I think that it's been really, really well done. And I think it's a great final trailer. I can't wait to see I, it. I can agree with you on paper. He sounds like really a terrifying villain and whatnot, but like, I mean, on paper, but in a movie, a giant fucking star fish. I mean, come on. Hey, I, I think it's going to be good. I think that they're going to, I think they're going to knock it out of the park because if nothing else, just the destruction that he can cause because he's a giant monster. And these are, these are pretty small un, not very powerful villains. When you think about it, I mean, you got King shark, who's just strong and, and you know, uh, peacekeeper or peace when is a peacekeeper peacemaker i don't remember uh, he's a beekeeper <laughs> he's a beekeeper yeah beekeeper, but anyway yeah. my point is is that they're pretty low level power characters here fighting this big giant monster so yeah i'm excited about it but ian since you had something to say something negative to say about my beloved starro <laughs> what else do you have to say about this trailer here i wasn't necessarily like trying to like shit on starro i was just saying like 
it, again, like the powers and everything that you're describing, like, yeah, he sounds terrifying. He's so going to be him. even more terrifying in a movie because he's a giant starfish. <laughs> How do you beat a giant starfish? You can't. They regrow their limbs. He's a giant kaiju. Yeah. And he controls the minds of everybody that he touches, basically. Yeah, and he's got incredible reach because he's huge. That's right. And how is he on land? He's a starfish. He's technically an alien. That's true. He is technically an alien. <laughs> but why would an alien take the form of a starfish? I don't know. <laughs> why would your friend be in the shower <laughs> with you? Why would your dad? Why would your dad? <laughs> I don't know. Can keep up so, with us sometimes. I know. I know. I, There's I'm no sorry. way to keep it's up with just, us. It's Horrible just... bosses, too. We're just going to have to start leaving little footnotes. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to actually start putting it in the show notes with a timestamp. Random quote is. Yeah. Well, I just, just like, we'll just be, and and you and I, and Trent and I especially have always been this way. Anytime we're on a subject and a conversation, and I know Trent and I have explained to people before, like somebody else that doesn't necessarily talk to us as much, they'll start talking and then we'll start doing that. And they're just like looking back and forth. I'm like, sorry, we can't, we can't let, we, we will never let anybody get through a conversation because we're constantly just to, <laughs> did you get, the, did you get the last drop there, chief? Leave me <laughs> alone. Like, I was thirsty. You're like tapping that thing dry back there. So what's it? What is, is that water? It's just water, but it's in my green lantern cup. You can't see it because of my digital back. Oh my there God, it is. Yeah. Was good, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to wrap, to wrap that up, to come to my, my conclusion here, um, it has the potential to definitely be something special <laughs> and i'm laughing because like so the first one i feel like the first one kind of bombed for me at least i don't know about box office wise i thought it was a garbage movie too i thought it was a bomb and i don't think i've ever watched it more than one and maybe a half time yeah uh this one is so ridiculously far-fetched i feel like they're just going for the juggler on this one they're just trying to be as slapstick and goofy as they possibly can and, and then it's right. rated r right so i like, think you're right and i think they're doing it on purpose i think that's exactly their plan. yeah i think i think, I think so. you have to almost with this i think that's part of the first one's problem is that it took itself too seriously too yeah seriously. i agree and that's why you bring in james gunn and that's why you make it goofy and off the wall and you know I mean, they're kind of goofy characters when you when you look at who's actually in the movie. So I mean, that's except for Weasel because he still killed like twenty eight kids, which was a creepy wow. line. Way to it was a creepy way to creepy bring, line. Way to bring down the mood. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, bring us back up, Trent. What do you think about the trailer? Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> you didn't watch the trailer? I didn't so watch sorry. it either. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, I put a rundown together I yesterday know. for these jokers. Listen. It wasn't like right before we started. They had a full day. I have a good reason. I <laughs> so forgot. <do> I. But <laughs> also, <laughs> that was my reason. But no, also, I we talked about earlier. I don't, after like one, tra- if I'm going to go see a movie, I don't need to see any more trailers after the first one because I don't like stuff. Trent, I'm not worried Trent about has, spoilers. No, for this Trent, movie. Trent has, look, look, look. Trent has said that for years. Thing. Here's the thing, though. I have no problem with you wanting to abstain from watching the trailer, but you had a full day to tell me, hey, I'm not going to watch it. Don't ask me about the trailer. 
But we don't know we're not going to watch it, Derek, until we don't watch it. I did, that's true. I did see some clips. Like I didn't actually listen to it; just some video clips on Twitter. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't need. I, I'm going to go watch this movie. I don't. Did you like how the whole time you were talking, we were sitting there nodding, and just smiling? Like, yeah, that was oh, crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well done. Oh yeah. Great. great that was good. Great co-host. All right. Well, on that note, I'm so sorry, Jackals. I apologize for nothing. No. I watched I the Shang Chi trailer. Yeah, I know we watched that one together. Well, we watched it live on air. So that counts. <laughs> well, I talk about it with some I'll more tell you what, Let's watch some Suicide Squad right now because it went so well the first time. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on that sometime when we're not supposed to be recording a podcast at the same time, and we'll get back to it. But for right now, we're going to take a break because when we get back, we have got to talk about two episodes of The Bad Batch and episode three of Loki. So we're going to take a quick break from our and listen to a word from our sponsor. And when we get back, we're talking Disney Plus shows. See you in a minute. Everybody, welcome back. We are going to dive right into our mission report. With Loki coming out on Wednesdays, we have uh, not been able to review and talk about the Bad Batch every week like we had been. You know, Loki being the mischievous scamp that he is messed up our entire recording schedule but that's all right because we're going to jump in with episode seven named battle scars and episode eight reunion on disney plus we're going to talk about them we're going to dive deep into them and talk about how disappointed i was in episode seven so i'm going to start us off with episode seven you know episode uh, episode six which is the last one we talked about i had quite the rant quite the rant about two characters showing up so i wasn't real high on bad batch what characters for those sir we're not going to talk about it i wasn't real high on bad batch although they got a mention again in this episode and that made me so angry um, even the mention <laughs> even the mention angry? of them made me angry but anyway so i wasn't riding high on bad batch by the time that this one started excuse me and even though it was a fun episode i love seeing captain rex by the way spoilers we're just going to dive right into this uh, sorry if that was a spoiler for you, but it was out two weeks ago. What are you doing? Go watch it and come back and listen to us. Captain Rex coming back was a lot of fun. I love that character. He's always a he's always a treat to see on screen. And I love his reaction to the fact that they had not gotten rid of their inhibitor chips yet. Kept going down the down the road or the road towards Wrecker's chip kicking in all the way. And uh, I was excited about it, but then it kind of it happened and then it was done. So I was a little I was a little disappointed that they've been building up to this this moment when Wrecker's chip actually activated and they've been building up to it for a couple of weeks now and I was a little disappointed that it was over so quickly even though it was a fun little fight scene with him and the rest of the bad batch I was disappointed in how quick it it it, it happened but I am excited that they got those uh those chips taken care of we don't have to worry about that with the rest of the team and uh, we can just move forward so, uh, Ian, we made you go last on all the uh, DC stuff, so I'll let you hop on. What do you think of the uh, the episode seven, the Battle Scars uh, episode of the Bad Batch? Man, it, it did that thing again to where it started off kind of slow, and then once all hell broke loose with the chip, I was kind of intrigued. Right, but I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I guess I am. Like, a part of me is glad they didn't drag it out too much, but at the same time, like. They probably should drag out a little further. And like, I, I've got no problem. Like, I like Wrecker, but he's like really careless in battle sometimes. And tell me how like he was able to take the whole crew on, right? With it with that chip malfunction like that, and 
I thought that was kind of crazy, but I, I, I'm glad that like, you know, it turned out the way it did. And man, it just made me feel so bad for him because he's such a likable character. And he's just like, a you know, he's he's a big child is what he is. Mm-hmm. And his relationship with with uh, Omega at the beginning where, you know, the tradition after a mission is over to eat. Do you remember what those things are called? I can't, I can't remember what it was off the top Trent, of my head. Do you remember what they're called? Mantel Mix. Mantel Mix. That sounds right. Mantel Mix. Gotcha. And Mantrell. 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 I don't know. One of them. Was it? I think it was Howie Mandel mix. There you go. That's what it was. So it kind of looks like Howie Mandel. He does. He does. So toward toward the end there, um, where he's just like, he's so apologetic and he's sorry, and I tried to fight it, and she just like, yeah, let's have some Howie Mandel mix. And yeah. So I like that. I like that it, it ended like that. But I do agree with you, Derek. Maybe, maybe like what? Don't drink it out too far, but maybe like that episode and like a little bit of the next, and then kind of segue into it. Or I would have, I would have been fine with them doing it in one episode. I just feel like if they would have gotten to it before they got to Baraka, if they would have had to actually fight him to get him there, and then that whole trek to get to the infirmary in order to take that out. It would have been, I feel like that would have built up some of the tension of the episode because by the time they get there, even when his chip malfunctions, I'm thinking, all right, well, they're right there where they need to be. They'll overpower him in, in a minute. They'll get him taken care of. So I think if they would have, if they would have had that chip malfunction earlier, maybe when they were, when him and Omega were together on and doing their, you know, their post game, their post mission snack that they have. If, if it would have happened a little earlier on, I think it would have been better off. But speaking of, before we go to Trent, speaking of Braca, the planet they were on, it's been a while since I've played uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Is that the planet that we're on at the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order? With the scrappers? I believe it is, right? Trent's yes, nodding yes. his head and not answering. The yes, viewers yes. can't, or the listeners can't see you nodding your head. <laughs> I was giving you a the visual. The viewers cue. can't see you. Shut up, Ian. All right, Trent, go ahead. What'd you think of uh, episode seven? Uh, I thought it was all right. I had some sort of mixed feelings about it. I mean, I enjoyed it overall. I love, I love me some Captain Rex, one of the best characters to come out of the Clone Wars. I felt like it was a little weird for this to be the episode he kind of shows up in because I feel like they cover a lot, and I feel like Rex is a type of character that could have had a bigger moment in the show. Um, and then the whole thing with the the inhibitor chips, like you guys said, they've been kind of building to that for a few episodes now, so it is kind of weird that they went ahead. And just resolved it. But I do think that's so probably clearly. a good thing in the long run. Because we all knew it was coming. We all knew Wrecker was eventually going to have his moment where he turned. Um, you know, I honestly thought it was going to be a little bit more heartbreaking than it was. But I mean, mm-hmm. it was still tough to watch him turn on everybody. But I'm kind of glad they went ahead and, and tied up that storyline. So that way, we've got like eight episodes or however many left. Half a season left. Right. So we don't really know what to expect now. Um, and like I said, working Rex into that storyline, it just kind of felt like a lot all at once. And for a character like Rex, I feel like he should have had more of a story. But again, at the same time, I'm kind of flip-flopping all over. I'm very mixed. I do feel like this is the Bad Batch. You know, try as they might to not be the Clone Wars Season 8. They're bringing in all these Clone Wars characters. It's hard to differentiate. So I do kind of like that they kind of kept Rex's role a little minimal. Um, even though I would have loved to see him more just because I like him so much. But, um, you know, he's off. He goes off on his own at the end. And, and you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, why don't they just group up? But at the same time, he's on his own journey and they're on their own journey. So I don't know. I, I'm just kind of mixed about it. But I did I did enjoy it overall. 
Yeah, it, when I said I was disappointed, and I didn't hate the episode by any means, but it wasn't. It just wasn't what I was hoping for with the build up with Wrecker. Now, even though I was a little disappointed in this episode, the next episode made up for it in Spades uh, reunion. Yeah, it was fantastic. Finally, we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. They finally brought Crosshair and the Empire into this story. I think that this this story, this group of characters. It, I, I feel like it's better when they're on the run. I feel like it's better when they're on the ropes and having crosshair there with this whole group of stormtroopers with him was excellent. He was ruthless. He, the fact that he told them to, to aim for the kid that when Omega was trying to talk him down, I thought was great. I, I'm, I'm loving everything they're doing with crosshair. And uh, I hope that we're going to see a lot more of them, especially, you know, looking proto Vader like he did at the end of the episode here. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. I love the 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 eighth episode of the series, which I believe is the the halfway point because I think we are getting 16 episodes. Is that correct? I believe that's right. And so it was a really good halfway point, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes going forward. So uh, so Ian, we'll go back to you. One more one more episode to to discuss here. What do you think about reunion? I definitely thought it was better than what we've been watching. Like you said i'm not i'm not hating this series by any means but it, it was time for something like to kind of pick up and, and happen and it finally did <clears throat> i think uh like i agree with what you guys are saying once once the action picks up and they're on the ropes and they're on the run it's much more exciting and then when crosshair comes in like, yeah it, it definitely adds some excitement to it however i just want to point out and I get that it's an animated series and I get that it's it's Star Wars and, and, and everything and I'm not trying to look too much into it. However, when the ship takes off and 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 the and the flames like burn his mask off and he just gets this like little like singe on his face. I want to I want to cut my own tongue out when I eat a pizza roll fresh out of the <laughs> microwave like that burns the shit out of you. So like you're telling me that he was just like Get those, get those, get those bandages out of my face. Mirror, <laughs> mirror, mirror. So, yeah, I, I was just like, God, the, he, he should have, he should have been more injured than that. Let's, I mean, I know I'm nitpicking. No, but- I, it, it, it's a fair nitpick because it does like that was, that was the threat of incineration, and he looked like yeah, he had just so, been, he looked like so he had a he cartoon was, cigar. I was getting up, I was getting. <laughs> I was getting up to go to the next room to grab a drink because uh, I was watching this on my lunch break and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go grab a drink, come back, finish this up. But I, you know, I'm going to leave it playing. I'm going to just kind of look over my shoulder and uh, I go to like turn and I see and right in his face. And then I stop and I turn back. I was like, did that just, it is still happening. And I was like, we just, just going to crawl away from that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was far enough away to where he wasn't like directly in it. And it was I, I like, think that's what they were trying to say because also the jet was pointed kind of away from him. So I think he was just getting the I'm not trying to defend the it. side effect of it a little bit, but um well, I mean, come on, crosshair chews on a toothpick. And if we know anything from the nineties, characters that chew on toothpicks are more hardcore than anyone else. Which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> what about when what about when Rango showed up in the end? <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to it right now, and that is Cad Bane, sir. <laughs> yeah, I knew Ian. I knew Ian was going to have baddest no idea bounty who hunter this character in the was. 
yeah <laughs> Tra- go ahead before we get into the cab bean stuff because I'm, I'm gonna gush go ahead and just overall he looked thoughts like on the, the stranger from the odd world series <laughs> oh my god you show that man some respect and watch the clone wars go ahead Dre. <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna real i'll try and keep this quick i love this episode it was like finally we're back on track we've mentioned so many times already about how this is a totally different show when crosshairs and the empire is involved versus when they're not. And I'm starting to kind of get the vibe now that we're at the halfway point. So it's 16 episodes long and we've talked about how the clone wars mainly played out in three and four episode little mini arcs. And Mm -hmm. now they finally are switching over to a season long arc. And they're definitely, I'm starting to realize following that classic TV formula when you have like a 22 episode season where you'll have like your main overall storyline that kind of weaves throughout the season and then you'll have like three or four fillers in between and i definitely feel like that's the vibe we're getting now because we'll have like the empire and crosshairs show up and then you know we'll have a two or three more adventure of the week episodes and then they pick back up on the main th- so i feel like that's definitely the route they're going um but anyway i loved i love that they went back to the main um because that's true with any tv show anytime you go back to the main storyline in the season you're always more invested in those episodes and so that's exactly what happened here super tense uh about crosshairs real quick before i forget i wanted to point out and it kind of ties in with the battle uh the battle scars episode and how wrecker was actually fighting the inhibitor chip and i wanted to compare that with crosshairs and see you know because like obviously wrecker had a hard time with the chip as well but he at least was trying to fight back against it do we i mean crosshairs is he just a total dick maybe he's not really fighting the chip that much maybe this is a lot of who he is naturally too it'll be interesting to go back i want to go back and watch the original uh clone wars arc where the bad batch shows up and it'll be interesting he's always been a douchebag i can tell you that much because i know that i he was always my he was my least favorite character in that clone wars arc but i think they mentioned in the first episode that his chip was the least mutated, like his mutation was the most susceptible to it. Maybe I that's think they what were it saying, is. But it, it may not be. It may just be that he's not fighting it and he is not a great guy. Like, cause, well, because like with Wrecker, you know, he uh, he obviously attacked everyone and, and whatnot, but like he could have easily killed, um, who was it, Hunter or Tech yeah. or whoever he was like strangling. He could have killed them easily because he's has he's super strong um so you know there was definitely some uh some fight going on in his mind i just i feel like maybe with crosshair you know he's just he's more i don't know we'll see i guess i kind of hope that that's true i think that that, that's a lot more interesting if it if it does lead to him kind of being a little more in control than we've been thinking i think that that would be a lot more interesting but that brings us to the end of this last episode and even though ian has no idea who he was shame on you ian go back and watch the clone wars that (laughs) character is cad bane the coolest bounty hunter they've ever made that star wars has ever produced screw boba fett screw Django fett zam wessel bosk dengar ig88 did anyone think zam wessel was cool i don't i don't know i'm sure that there's somebody at some point but not one of them can compare to the amazingly fun to watch cad bane it is they just said screw it we're making a cowboy he's clint eastwood you know, they had a they had a straight up, you know, duel at high noon, which I loved. And I loved, I loved because yeah, I, I really was kind of scared because Hunter has been shown to be very, very capable. I was a little concerned that he actually was going to be able to beat Cad Bane. And and I, I was really glad that they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah the stranger I, from Oddworld. Yeah, he looks like the stranger <laughs> from Oddworld. I know. 
<laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I was really excited to see him and I was glad that he was he beat Hunter without a problem and just took Omega and, and left. I think that that opens up a lot of a lot of stuff going forward and it may lead to some of those storylines from the Clone Wars with him and Boba Fett that they didn't get to uh, they didn't get to flesh out like they were like they were wanting to. So it could be really interesting. Uh, we'll go to we'll, we'll we'll go ahead, Trent. Go ahead. No, I was just going to agree with that. I've read that theory that that's probably what they're going to do. And I wouldn't doubt it because, you know, the I feel like the last season of Clone Wars and then this Bad Batch is just a perfect way for Dave Filoni to tell all these stories that he didn't get to originally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian, we'll go ahead and let you uh, tell us what you thought about Cad Bane since you're coming into this character fresh. You've never seen him before. I know that you're kind of joking about his appearance, which is understandable. Am, he is, he is time, in, the first time he's, you see he's, him, he's a, little a little silly. Too much. Yeah. It's just like they're really overplaying the Western thing and like him like flipping the hat and like he's got the toothpick and he's doing like the quick draw thing. It's like, all right, all right, let's tone it down a little bit here. <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> I will say I I do give you a hard time about not not having seen the Clone Wars yet. It goes away. He's he's such a cool character because I will admit he the first seems time like I, a badass. The honestly. first time I saw him, I thought, really, come on, man, that looks that's a little too silly. Like that's straight up just nah, a he 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 looks like somebody like I I'd uh, I I could get into like I'd, I'd give a second chance to. Yeah, he gets he gets a pass once you once you get to know him a little better. As a, as a character he's a really interesting character and i was so glad to see him come back in that's one thing that i feel like the the people there at, at lucasfilm animation they, they've been bringing back characters that were fan favorites they've been doing this with rebels they did it with um they did it with mandalorian obviously but now they're doing it again with the bad batch and i'm i'm really here for it i'm enjoying it uh trent anything to add about cad bane before we uh say goodbye to the bad batch for the week no i just wanted to real quick get ian's reaction because he is not a clone wars or rebels vet like us so i just wonder if this show if it lands any differently for him with because every week now it seems like there's a new cameo or a new clone wars character coming in so i just wanted to see how ian's uh thoughts on that and how he uh reacts to these characters that he knows nothing about uh not the same way that you guys do because obviously like when rex came up they were just like oh it's rex i'm like hey there's him yeah i mean he's obviously a clone <laughs> but it's not like you don't yeah so it's not quite the same as if you watched the whole show or not but he's he's one of the main characters of clone wars like one of the he he's one of the ones that's in almost every episode gotcha so he's an excellent character as well well and 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 like him and like like when uh I don't remember his name. When Rango showed up, what's Rango's name? Cad Bane. Cad Bane. When he showed up, um, I was like, I'm sure he's somebody important, but I have no <laughs> idea who this guy is. But I figured. I just, I didn't know just, if the show was any less enjoyable because of all these fan uh, service moments. That are... I wouldn't. I wouldn't say less enjoyable. I just hate it. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I wouldn't say less enjoyable. It's just like obviously I don't get the same like reaction like you because I imagine you guys are sitting there and you guys are you guys are like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You're like yeah, <laughs> pointing and it's got big cigarette in your mouth. Pretty much, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I obviously don't get that same reaction because I have no idea who that, that new looking fellow is, but um, I was like, oh, he's kind of cool. I don't like that he put Hunter on his ass so easy, but. Uh, see, I loved that yeah. he did. Uh, I thought it was great because that's the respect that character deserves. He is he is a beast. But uh, all right, well, we are going to move on off of the Bad Batch. I was really excited for, for Crosshairs. I hope that they stick with that. Also, quick mention that we barely got any Sid in this episode, in these two episodes, and uh, I'm for it. Less Sid, the better. Not loving that character. <laughs> Not loving that character. Like I said last time we talked about Bad Batch, I'll take Zero the Hut any day. But we're going to move on because we have an episode of Loki to talk about. We are at Loki. Loki episode three, Lamentus. So, Loki has been an amazing series so far. I've loved everything about it. And even though... Even though, no, there's oh, not no. from my end. Even though this episode, I don't know if anybody's looked at any kind of reviews or anything. This episode has not been playing well with other people. Like really? not a lot of people have been really disappointed in this. I've heard words like filler thrown around. I've heard words like not important to the plot. And I couldn't disagree more. I really enjoyed this episode. Now, this is probably my least favorite episode of the season so far. But that doesn't mean that it was a bad episode. I thought that. I thought that we got a lot of really good, again, once again, before I go into this, please, I don't want to hear anybody complaining. We're going full spoilers as we do every week with Loki. Spoiler warning from here on out. I, I thought that the uh, the the reveal early on that, that the variant doesn't go by Loki and goes by Sylvie, which is the Enchantress. I, I, I was glad that they didn't draw that out. And uh, I liked all the back and forth between her and Loki. I, I really enjoyed, even though stuff that we kind of already knew, the the little quiet moments about Frigga and when she taught Loki how to do certain things. And uh, I'm all for seeing Tom Hiddleston super drunk singing sea shanties with a group of very wealthy <laughs> elites. So yeah. I, I actually really liked this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. I know it it didn't hit for everybody. You know, a lot of the the pundits that you'll you'll see online didn't care for it as much but uh, i don't care i was here for it and i'm excited to see where they go uh moving forward i like that we had a cliffhanger ending with this one so uh trent since ian's about to fall asleep on us what did you think about this episode of loki um i forgot what i was gonna say hold on (laughs) yeah i the power of ian's young well i i think part of the and I, I don't know the general consensus of I didn't know that until you said that, Derek, but I can imagine a lot of it has to do with the fact that we didn't really get any TBA stuff. And I feel like that's where a lot of the draw of this show comes from is the TBA, yeah. the mystery behind them and the timekeepers, the timeline. And then, of course, that big cliffhanger from last week where she sends everything branching off into chaos again. And we really don't get to pick up on that immediately so i could see why people would be a little bummed out with that um you know i i agree it was probably my least favorite episode so far but it was still a fun episode i mean i could watch loki globe trot or universe trot all over the place you know for a whole season and enjoy it i think that would be awesome and i i do think that these slower episodes give a lot more opportunity for character development which i think is important and i think it's one of the reasons why you do a show versus just doing like a Loki movie. I think these shows are able to do that uh, really great. 
I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to call this episode filler. Um, but if we get to the end of the season and everything is trying to quickly, you know, resolve and it's a rushed ending, kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier, then I could look back and be like, well, you know, they spent a little lot of time on that train in episode three or, you know, like they right. could have. So we'll see how it ends, I guess, before I, because that's, that was my whole thing with Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, we all talked about that boat episode and how it was great for character development and this and that. And it was, but then the last episode came around and everything was rushed. So like not just rushed very quickly. And so I just hope it balances out in the end. I'm sure this episode was important for the story. I liked the dynamic between Loki and Loki or Enchantress or whoever she is. I actually think she's probably a combination of the character, Lady mm-hmm. Loki and Sylvie. Um, you know, it was a fun episode. We did get the one kind of uh, TVA related, I don't want to say twist, but bit of information, which I thought was nice and you know, scratch that itch a little yes. bit, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was uh, excited to talk about that. Are you, are you going to dive into it or can I, we, you it? can dive into it. I was, we missed Owen Wilson. I thought he was sort of yeah. missing, but uh, you know, I liked lady Loki and I thought uh, it was neat. The, the, the scene at the end with the, like the one, the one tracking shot at the end was really cool. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there was a lot of good things about this episode. Ian, go ahead, dive into that. I, uh, I don't, I don't agree with the filler thing either. Um, I guess compared to the other two, I could see what what they would mean by filler, but by no means was this a bad episode in my opinion. I think that the, the fact that we learn more about, you know, Sylvie and, and, you know, we still don't know her agenda. Like we, we know what she's trying to do. We don't, we don't really fully understand why yet. And um, you can definitely tell, like they're definitely trying to use each other, but you could kind of see like, you know they're they're definitely interested in each other like they're, they're curious um to learn about each other but at the same time man uh, her dropping that bomb on her about the tva like mm-hmm. about the, about that one girl at the beginning and she's like oh yeah it was a memory of her at, at this bar or whatever and like hundreds like, of years ago or thousands yeah of yeah and he was like what are you talking about they're under the impression that everybody's born like for the timekeepers at the TVA, like that's that's their origin, and she's just like, no. And he's like, I don't think they know that though, right? So now it just makes me curious to see like where everybody come from, where did they go, where did they come from? Cotton Eye Joe, Cotton Eye Joe. So it definitely makes me uh, more interested in uh, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius. Like, uh, is is there going to be more to that now that we know that? Because if you remember, he said that his memories are as far as he remembers like he was born there like he was created for that purpose so it that's and i feel like that was really important um trent so i I agree with you like thinking that you know that that was definitely an important part of the show because if this was such a filler episode if we wouldn't have got that bit of information like there was really no other way to go about that like how else would he have learned about that and the fact that they get put in um in this uh kind of alternate like dimension where you know the uh the planet is crashing and 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 they're about to uh essentially die and he's just like oh yeah well the battery's low on this so the only way is to get on that thing and you know kind of the cliffhanger at the end there so it's interesting to see 
where that's going to go. And like, I think we talked about this before. This is what, six episodes? Yeah. So we're halfway through now. But we're halfway through. And like, you know, something's got to give in the next episode that, that they're really going to have to jump into something. And yeah, I'm loving it so far, man. I, I think it's great. I, I haven't been bored one time. It's peaked, It's had my interest peaked. I really wish there was more than six episodes. If this was full length, I'd be I'd be ecstatic. But even ten episodes, twelve episodes would would have been better, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like this the low episode count on these uh, on these Disney Plus shows is disappointing. But at the same time, if they can get the story told in six episodes, then I'm all for it. I think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier really suffered because of the covid restrictions they had to move shooting schedules a lot they had a lot of issues with it and so i think that was more the problem with falcon and the Winter soldier why they had to rush with loki i don't know that they had to do that as much and so maybe they were able to film this exactly the way that they wanted to and then we'll find out that this episode isn't a problem at all and they won't have to rush it at the end i'm really really hoping that but uh, I agree that we all I agree that more episodes would be better just because we love it so much. But you also got to think that it is like a movie. It's like a six hour movie. Oh, yeah. They're using movie budgets like the production is way higher than in your any average TV show. So, I mean, I understand why they're keeping them to like six out or six episodes. But yeah, I agree. It would be nice to have more for sure. Yeah, I definitely missed Owen Wilson. But if I could have gotten more of that little old lady in the hut. I'd have been happy. I love that woman that shot both of them. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene made me so happy when Loki's trying to convince her not to go in with brute force and then ends up having the same thing happen to him. I thought was great. I love that scene. I really like the dynamic between the two characters. Uh, another criticism I've heard is that they didn't have great chemistry. I, again, I don't know what they were watching. Really? I thought they had great chemistry together. You know, they're supposed to be bickering with each other. They're not supposed to like each other. I thought that they played that very well. So, uh, so again, yeah, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the episode, even though, like I said at the beginning, it was my least favorite of the season so far. But that's, but that's not to say that's it's not saying it's bad. You know, I really, I, I still liked it, and I cannot wait to see where we go next week. I really hope that, uh, I hope that we get a little more Owen Wilson. I was sad not to have him, like you said, Ian. We really did miss having that. You know, yeah. some of the dialogue scenes between him and Tom Hiddleston have been the best of this show. So I'm excited to see uh, to see Mobius come back, hopefully well, next that, week. And, and I feel like their chemistry is so good. Maybe that's what people mean. The chemistry between those two is so good that, like, when you see these other two characters, it kind of falls flat. Right. But if, 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 if it would have been like those two at the beginning, maybe people wouldn't have been so hard on him. But I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see where the relationship's going to go from here with uh, Mobius and uh, Loki. Now that Loki has basically, you know, he told him, wait, wait, and he jumps to, through the mm-hmm. portal anyway. So I'm definitely uh, curious to see where that's going to go to see if, because honestly, like, I feel like those two have the perfect potential to end up like being like, friends you know what right I mean? if they don't end up on a jet ski by the end of the show i'm gonna be really disappointed yeah. oh you and me both i want to see mobius on a jet ski and i know trent and i were talking about this when we weren't recording that the uh, the director of the series has said that we're not going to hear the iconic wow from owen wilson i call bs i think that's more corporate speak where they don't want to ruin it i think by the end of it we might get a post-credit scene at the end of the last episode of him looking at something that, and maybe maybe looking at a jet ski in person and just wow we can only hope 
Lincoln I hope to God. I mean, come on. You got Owen Wilson in the MCU, and you're not going to let him say wow at least once. That's just that's bonkers. That's bananas. That's like that's like having Jeff or uh, Jeff Goldblum and not letting him waffle on his words. <laughs> so uh so yeah, uh, speculation time you want to get into some uh yeah let's get into some speculation where we're going to go from here well i want to start by saying um i have a few things but i guess the main one is i've, I've seen a popular thing floating around already do you think this episode is actually happening or do you think it's an enchantment Ooh, Go. One of you. I didn't even think about that. I think it's actually happening. So how do you think they get out of the mess? Do you think Owen Wilson comes in and saves them because he knows that they hide in apocalypses, even though how he would know to pick that one? I don't know. Or do you think, I guess time isn't really a factor. He could show up whenever. Yeah, he, he could show up um, whenever. Do you think that uh, Loki used his illusion to make the thing look broken just for his own whatever? mischief i don't know it's that actually I not broken it. no i have a feeling it's really broken because i don't think he would have went to all the trouble of trying to catch the ship if you it gotta think broken. loki's playing this game where he's like five ten steps ahead of everybody so maybe for his own gain he wanted to put her through all of this lady loki i don't know i'm just maybe, it, maybe it's he, a possibility he he pretended the thing was bro- I, I honestly thought that too Trent. it just seemed a little too too obvious that it was just broke you know what i mean yeah. it's just like okay really he's, and also no one the... packs a usb charger with him like charge that bad boy come on <laughs> right right <laughs> and like that that thing that rocket ship that's the only thing that can that can charge that thing is that what they were saying like the train, yeah the, the only thing with the, enough the power train. yeah yeah but not the train which you would have thought the train may have well, had that's, enough that's my point you would think the train would because they even say like this rocket never makes it off of this planet <laughs> right and it's like, well, how much time did you think you were gonna have then? But yeah, I didn't think about that trend on the enchantment thing. Like, yeah, that 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 could be, but at the same time, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It could go either way. I feel like it's kind of a cop out if it is. I feel like it is a little bit too. But I, there was a very intriguing argument or argument article that I read that had good arguments, and I can't remember what all they were now, or I would. Battled there was a very intriguing uh, argument you read this, that had good articles in it. This this episode had a couple of callbacks into it where I could see that happening. Um, of course, the one is the another callback was great where Loki smashed the glass. Yeah. But when she tried to enchant him to begin with, and he said something about his mind being too strong, that was really reminiscent to when the Scarlet Witch did her uh, her mind trick on Thor in Age of Ultron. And he says, you know, fortunately, I am mighty and then walks directly into her illusion. So it's a possibility they threw that sure. in there to let us see. Yeah, he thinks he's stronger than that, but this is actually her her game. So well, maybe he was very interested in her powers. Maybe he somehow learned to do it himself and he was doing it to her this whole time. Maybe oh, I think 100 percent. He's learning how to do it before the and end of the because season. there was that one moment that was kind of like wtf for me when they're scrambling at the end during that one shot and everything's real like crumbling it's all chaos and that building almost falls on him and all of a sudden loki whips out these powers we've never seen before and just hurls a building away from him like we've never seen loki do that before right so like either i don't know maybe he just has these powers and that... it's true that he all of a sudden stopped that building like that 
I thought so, that too. I don't know. There was some I was like, I was like when has he had like mind like when has he like been able to control things like that? Yeah. So I don't know. There was that. There was a couple other instances, and I can't remember now what they were, but um, I don't know. It was there was a lot of uh, intriguing stuff. Um, one thing t- talking about his powers. One thing I really liked is getting to see Loki unleashed because we haven't gotten to in this season in this series yet. He's been very I don't want to say neutered, but that's a, a term I've seen going around <laughs> because he's he's out of his league with the TVA. He can't use his magic. You know, he's he's been thrown into this situation where he's out of his element. He doesn't know what's going on. But when he's on the train and he's taking out those guards just handily without any problem. I really enjoyed seeing that because I think that Loki doesn't get enough credit for how dangerous he really is because, you know, he's kind of the fun villain that people like to watch and he's entertaining and they forget that he's, he's a terrifying person that could really do some damage if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I like that. What do you all think of the, uh, so they obviously kind of got into their backstories a little bit during that train scene with the, between the two Lokis. Uh, which I guess we'll go ahead and announce too. They officially made Loki bisexual. Mm-hmm. He was already transgender. Now that he's they're both bisexual, which is cool. That's a big deal, I guess. I you know, it's the first first on screen Marvel character. I think that's what they said that was yeah, officially so openly bisexual. Special mention of that. Um, and then but then they get into kind of I'll just call her Sylvie, Lady Loki's backstory a little bit, and she has like a totally different backstory than prime loki we'll say so right. i thought that was interesting since they're supposed to be variants of the same person more or less she seemed to have a drastically different background at least how she revealed it so i thought that was interesting yeah that's why i'm still leaning into this is not loki in any way shape or form i mean she does not want to be called loki, she doesn't want to so be called loki and even though she said in this episode i'm not loki anymore or i don't associate with that anymore right. i still don't think that she's ever been loki she may have been, but I really think that this is the Enchantress. I think this is a completely different character. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that they were appropriately vague. I would have liked a little more of her backstory. because, And I also think Loki wasn't asking very good questions about her past. Because like I would have been, I'd have been right in her face the entire time they're sitting on that train. Okay, well, who was your father? Who was your mother? Are you, an, are you a frost giant? You know well, you're adopted. This- are you a frost giant? But instead, he was exactly he was just being chill and just well. They had this whole stories. well that, and they had this whole like conversation about love. And I'm thinking, like, are they trying to ship these two? Is Loki going to get with Loki in the show? Like, oh, that was kind of weird. Well, that's the big I don't question. Think that's what. That's well, the big question. Have you seen that, that online? Yeah, I, I haven't seen that online, but I agree with the trend. I was like, are they like trying to like add like a romantic feel to this? Because that's that's kind of weird. Well, the question is, if Loki and Lady Loki get together. Is that masturbation or is it incest? <laughs> we asked Where's the deep Cody? questions What's our philosophy here. Guy? Yeah, I know. We need Cody. He's our resident philosopher. He's quite the philosophizer. Um, we just yeah, popped in right now. That. Actually, guys. <laughs> yeah, we need a theory. I just, uh, you know, I love that this show lets us have all these wild speculating sessions and stuff you know that's i'm just i want to see the next episode i want to see what's going on with these timekeepers i want it all to come together i hope it's not a victim of its own hype and speculation like wandavision was because i you know i don't want to get back into that but sometimes the the perception and the hype can bring a show down 
I am I am coming around more onto the thought that Kang may be involved, even though I I I didn't think so to begin with, and I still am not really high on that hype train, but I I I do I do see that more as a possibility now. So I don't know. We'll see. Just because they're showing well, what that, of kind course, of sway do you, what kind of swayed you toward that now? They just they've been showing more and more. You know, we I, I mentioned it last week that you know the timekeepers. Yeah, I know that middle one. Well, the timekeepers are not the the benevolent beings that they've been touted to be. You know, they're clearly not, and it's just showing more and more. And so, I'm all for new villains. I'm all for them just being completely different. But I feel like it, it's a prime opportunity because the timekeepers in the comics are not well known characters. It's the same thing that's happening with Shang Chi right now. You know, Yellow Claw was the villain that was the uh, the or not gosh darn it i did it again fu manchu was the villain that was the father of shang chi and they're changing that up with the mandarin to make it a little bit of a character that's slightly more well known and so i could see them doing that in this as well and that middle one again at the right at the beginning of the end credits they focused right in on that statue of the middle timekeeper so i don't know we'll see what happens i'm uh i'm here for it either way i'm just oh, excited yeah, to i'm excited to see to see where they go with this any other any other speculation on Loki before we get to our followers this week? I don't necessarily have any speculation. I just like where it's going. Um, even though I don't know where it's going, I want to. I want to see. Like I'm. I'm so interested. I'm so curious. Like this is the show to me, man. This is this is like not saying that that the other two were bad, but I think we said before. Like this is my favorite, and it's just it feels like the longest weeks of my life. Like waiting to get to the next episode, right? Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on Loki episode three. We are going to move on to the next segment, which is Trent's favorite segment because he gets to read off a list of followers. Trent, do we have any new followers this week I that we need to, to read. shout out? <laughs> we do, actually. I think it's been a couple weeks since we shouted people out. So uh, the followers for the past however long. Media Pundit, SP Film Viewers. 30 nerdy and thriving member podcast member with a question mark remade in America, a bite of metal core nerds, mass debaters, legendary geek outs, cephalopod, Alex Austin, the fangirls podcast, crudely drawn conclusions after school, special podcast, Beck Becker voiceovers, cool story, bro studio, Paula Technician, Trope Stormers Podcast, Trevor Feelgood, Project Pixel Podcast, Max Sebastian, the MCU and Me Podcast, Nerd Subculture, and the Marvelous Madams. There you Thank go. you. Thank Thanks you, everybody. Thank you for, for following us on Twitter and any other form of social media. If you're not following and you're listening to us right now, please consider following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We also are available by email at paperweightent at yahoo.com. If you're enjoying what we're doing here, please leave us a, uh, a review. You know, leave us a like on our on our posts on, on social media. It really does help us out, and it lets us know that, that we're not just speaking into the void here. So we really, we really are enjoying what we're doing here, and we want to know that you guys are enjoying it too. So give us a follow, give us a review, and, uh, and shoot us an email and let us know what, uh, what you think about it. But we're going to wrap this up for tonight. 
This has been a lot of fun. I'm excited to uh, to keep going on Loki and Bad Batch, and we will be back next week with more and more and more and more and more content as they release more and more as the summer season gets going. So for Trent and Ian, I have been Derek, and this has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. We'll see you next time. Yay!